Do you have a great idea, but don't know where to start in creating it? Have you started an idea, but don't know what direction you need to take it in? Karma Comics and our team of creatives can help you take your creation from a simple idea to a masterpiece. Visit www.karmacomics.org and schedule an idea consultation. Let us foster your idea, empower your creativity, and manifest your legacy. for tuning in to another episode of full stop this is yours truly uh a little i'm a little upset let me be honest with you because i was going to release like i was going to have like a full stop inauguration special and i was going to have like everything that was going on for like the last you know few days before the inauguration you know talk about you know trump's record um, talk about the type of um, shit show that Joe Biden was going to be inheriting and all that jazz and, and, and was so busy watching it and taking notes that I did not get on it. <laughs> so everything I'm saying is pretty much moot. Like anything I would say with regards to, you know, you know, like the actual news, like how does somebody watch the news so much that they forget to tell the news? Um, it's almost like watching what happened on January 6th and forgetting to report about it. Uh, that's me. (laughs) Hey, it's me. Full stop. Um, so, uh, (laughs) how y'all doing? No. Okay. No, no. I, I think I have an idea of, uh, what this particular cast is going to be about. Um, honestly, it's more opinion based. This is 100% like editorial opinion based, um, episode here. There's, there's really no, there is fact here. There's fact, but, uh, it's really just my opinion. It's like the way I feel about what's going on right now. And, and I don't like to do that very often unless it's about like, I don't know, DC comics or if it's about a movie or if it's about music, um, which, you know, now that Donald Trump is out of office, I think we can get back to what the show's really about. And it's just, uh, you know, kind of a potpourri type podcast. Um, but it, it's definitely gotten a lot political and racial, <laughs> which is unintended. Um, but you know, let's talk about, let's talk about this for a second. The opinion that I'm going to share with you all today is again, 100% mine doesn't have to be shared with everybody, but, um, I want to share it because it's important to me that, that the world at least can hear what I have to say about, about this particular, uh, instance. And I'm going to say it. I'm getting to it. Like, don't rush me. Like, I, I, because it's so, it's such a, you know, profound opinion here. Um, and, uh, a lot of you may think that it's, um, it's a little ahead of its time, right? But the opinion is Joseph Robinette Biden is the greatest president we've ever had 
and he has been in office for less than a full day. Ooh, it stung a little bit, didn't you? For some of you, that stung a little bit. For others of you, you're kind of like, eh, how? Right? I'm interested, right? And for a lot of you, you probably just could just flat out disagree. Um, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to explain to you how Joe Biden is the best president we've ever had. And he has not been president for 24 hours yet. The reason why Joseph R. Biden is the best president we've ever had is because of all the presidents we've ever had, he is the first president, in my opinion, and I think facts will support me with this, the first presidential candidate, excuse me, to ever admit that he is a contributor to racial inequity. Yeah, let that sit in for a second. Joseph R. Biden is the first candidate or presidential candidate to have been in a public office and admit that legislation that he helped and that he endorsed and that he helped create has not been good for a particular ethnic group and apologize for it. Now, I'm going off information, uh, you know, fact. I'm going off of the town hall that he held with George Stephanopoulos, where uh, he was questioned about the, uh, I think it was 1993, or, or a crime bill. A crime bill that um, would um, pretty much, and, and you have to excuse, I'm going off right off the top of the dome here. Uh, so the particulars of the actual crime bill, I would need to uh, clarify uh, after the podcast. But right now, just to sum up the crime bill, the crime bill was supposed to uh, make uh, there be a uniformed sentencing um, for particular crimes. If you possess a gram of weed or any type of drug, there would be a uniformed sentence instead of there being it being completely up to the states to um, punish someone for a crime, say a white a white guy is caught with a gram of weed and gets two years, and a black guy gets uh, caught with a gram of weed and gets fifteen. The disparity, the Crime Act was supposed to um, kind of bridge that gap between uh, races and, and charging, and it wasn't really up to the um, discretion of, of those involved because in a lot of cases uh, there was a, a racial stigma or a racial connection or a, a racial uh, bias um, involved and that was supposed to cut out that it also did a lot of other things it, it was it was a war on crime essentially and uh, black people and Latin people lost that war <laughs> by by incredible numbers um, and it was not it was not a good bill. Um, now it did some good things, um, but it did more bad things for a particular group of people. Joe Biden himself said that if he could go back, he would change some things of the bill because now after, after, and in retrospect, it wasn't the best thing for African-Americans and Latins, Latinos. Okay. Now, 
Mind you, Joe Biden isn't a perfect person. Also, although he endorsed it, he wasn't the only person involved in this legislation. Okay, so if you if you look at it and you read about it and you see all the terrible things that it's done, just imagine Joe Biden being one part of the uh, of the problem. And with and with that, yeah, he said he he was very sorry. He was deeply sorry, and that he knows now that the bill. Um, although it was written to do good things, uh, ended up being bad because what, what ended up happening was they left a lot of the sentencing to the states. And in some states and in some areas, judicial areas, um, the statistics, uh, if, they, if, they, if the state said that, okay, we'll make it 15 years for someone who possesses, you know, X amount of drugs uh, with the intent to sell, right? The likelihood of a white guy being the perpetrator of that particular crime in this state, in this area, was very low. But now that they've increased all of the sentencing for non, uh, non-lethal, non-aggressive crimes, uh, i.e. selling drugs or um, possessing drugs, the sentence was set. So now a black guy would get, you know, uh, 10 years for having you know, a gram of, of wheat. Right. Um, and the disparity, the disparity was, was huge and it was just, it was not good for brown people. So let me go back as to why Joe Biden is the best president we've ever had. Um, in less than 24 hours already is because he is a politician who takes responsibility. Okay. He doesn't do much spin. He takes full responsibility and uh you have to look it up it's just beautiful when i saw it uh it was it was almost tear-jerking the way that he was like you know i made a mistake um it was not what we thought it was it did not do what we wanted it to do and if i could change it i'd change certain aspects of it 100 because it did do some good but it did not help you know black and latinos okay that's one thing. Now think back. And, and I want you every single time I give you a reason why he is already the best president of the United States. I want you to think back as to the other presidents of the United States and had they said something similar or had they taken responsibility for what they've done. Now, you can talk about Clinton being a better president than Joe Biden. But, you know, uh, if he's willing to lie to Congress, he's willing to lie to the American people. Um, you can talk about George W. Bush being, you know, a um a better president. I'm not sure who, but I think he's a great person. I, I just don't think that he was a better president than even Barack Obama, who in office was Joe cool. He was cool. He was Brock. He was very cool. Right. But he was, <laughs> I mean, he's probably the best politician we've ever had in office, but definitely not the best president. Uh, because, uh, Barack Obama was, he's very stubborn very stubborn president. He wasn't willing to cross that aisle. He was leaving it up to Joe to try to litigate, you know, some of the bills that he wanted passed. And then if it, if he couldn't, he was able to play the system. He had enough people in his circle to, um, play the system, but he wasn't a, a, a president of the people. Um, and, and on the inverse of that, he was the president for all people, not any particular group of people. 
And you'll see a theme with why I think that Joe Biden is the greatest president we've ever had so far, but it's because he specifically is going to be the president for all people. One of the first presidents to be a president for all people and even acknowledge all people in what he's saying since Lincoln. Joe Biden, um, if he were to have a superpower, would be empathy. Um, the reason why Joe Biden is already the best president of the United States is because he has empathy in spades. He has more empathy than any human that I know. Um, and it it reminds me of this instance where he was at the Sandy Hooks uh, memorial. He was meeting and greeting um, families who had lost uh, someone that day. And uh, he gets to the family of one of the, uh, I believe is a teacher or a peace officer at the school who uh, gave his life to protect uh, some of the children. And as he meets and greets those families, he shakes their hand. They tell him who they are. And, you know, he tells them, you know, God be with you. Um, you know, you're in my prayers, you know, you know, just the regular president stuff. And as he goes to walk away, the officer who passed away his son um, says Joe Biden's name. Joe Biden turns around and the kid runs to Joe Biden and hugs him. And the way that Joe Biden hugged this kid was just, I mean, it, it chokes me up every single time because the way he hugged him, he hugged him. He embraced him with 100% empathy. It's, it's almost like his brain just fully turned into an empathic, you know, source of light and love and energy. And he hugged this kid. He closed his eyes and kissed him on the forehead. I mean, it was just like, you know, and he told him everything's going to be okay. You know, I know that you're upset, but things get better. You know, like it was just such a, it was a moment of just absolute warmth and like, it can't be tarnished by anything. It wasn't a political moment. It was a 100% human moment. And you know, you, you can, you can, there's instances of this throughout, um, you can imagine anyone's presidency. Um, you can imagine that, um, you know, there's, there's moments where a presidential candidate or an actual president has to show that level of, of empathy and um, A, Donald Trump has never shown any empathy to anybody ever um, in the four years that we've seen and um, otherwise. Um, Barack Obama, I mean, he he's a, he's a Leo. So his show of empathy is, is strength. Um, you, can, you can have examples of that when there were massive shootings and um, there were instances where um, the country was in turmoil and th- though he shed tears, his, his message was, you know, we're better than this. We can do better than that. You know, like it was, it was more of a message of strength as opposed to just like a ball of empathy. Clinton Bush, the, the other predecessors, the, they, they, uh, were more scripted em- em- empathics, right? I'm not trying to take away from how they could actually feel about the subject. I'm only talking about how they, um, how they show it to the public. 
Joe Biden has, has suffered a lot of loss in his life and it hasn't changed his, his message. It's only made him more of an empathic person. When, when people are talking about loss, Joe Biden is right there with you. He's lost his wife. He's lost his daughter. He's lost his son. Um, he, he's right there with those people when they talk about having lost something, having lost someone important, um, and there isn't any other president like that. Um, the other instance is, and I mean, honestly, I could go on for days about this, but he's the first president to ever specifically talk to black people. Okay. He specifically talks to black people, black Americans. Okay. And there hasn't been a president in history who's ever done that. Okay. And, and I can, and this is more than just an opinion. This is just absolute fact. Joe Biden, when he was given his, um, his acceptance speech of winning the, the election, um, he named all the races. He said, I want to thank, you know, Asian Americans, Indian Americans. I want to thank Native Americans. I want to thank, you know, um, white Americans. I want to thank everybody. He just start going down the list. He separately separately said, I want to thank black people. You have always stood by me. You've always been on my side. You've always looked out for me and I'm going to look out for you. No president has ever said that in the history of the world. Barack Obama, a black man, didn't single out black people. Joseph Biden singled out African-Americans or whatever you want to call them, black Americans. And he said, you've always been there for me. You've always had my back and I'm always going to have your back. I'm going to make what evils have been perpetrated on you better. I'm going to make your situation better. And I wish saying it were enough, right? We all do. But saying it is a huge first step. (laughs) Okay. It's a big first step. And I, I choked up. I cried. I cried a little bit. Because no president, and, and and you don't even expect it. You don't even expect it. We've gotten so complacent in the way that politics, you know, um, transpire in this country that we've gotten so used to being lumped in with those other ethnic groups. We've gotten accustomed to it. And, and I'm accustomed to it. I, he didn't need to do that. I was already on, once he hugged that kid, I was all in. Okay, I was all in with Joe Biden. I was like, I want this dude to win. The pessimistic side is like he can't, <laughs> but because I feel like there's more racist than not racist. Okay, I'm a racist. I feel like there's just a lot of us out there, and that they would vote in Trump because of the economy or whatever, which you know is arguably good, or was good before the coronavirus. Arguably, it it should. It, I don't think it'll warrant somebody another four years in office, but. I mean, you know, whatever. That's neither here nor there. But Joe Biden specifically said, black people have always been there for me. You've always been there for me and I'm going to be there for you. And no other president's ever said that. And that's powerful stuff. It's just a powerful message to send to a group who, you know, throughout the course of our history in this country has never been specifically called out to be looked after. Now, legislation has been put in place and you can look back to all the speeches that 
um, major racial equitable uh, legislation has been put out, you can look at that in history and say, you know, LBJ, you can say JFK, you can say, you know, uh, Abraham Lincoln, you know what I mean? You can say all these people who've done things for um, African-Americans, but it's always been vicariously through African-Americans. It's not to African-Americans. It's always been through us, not to us. We've always been spoken through. Legislation has been passed so that it can vicariously help us, that it can indirectly or even in some cases directly help us. It's always the legislation. It's never the words. It's never the promise. It's never the guarantee. You know what I'm saying? Uh, For anybody who knows history to any certain extent, it's always been legislation put in place that becomes law. It's, It's legislation that becomes law that becomes the the forced norm on white people, right? It's always been forced on the white people. <laughs> so they have to just get with it, you know, and a lot of, in some cases, in most cases are angry about it. So it perpetuates this, this rancor for this side who just wants everything to be equal as it says in the constitution. So we went from being property to not being property, but still being treated like property And then from being treated like property to being acknowledged as humans, full human beings, not just three-fifths of one, but a a full human with voting rights. And then white people get mad that we're able to vote now. And because we can sway the vote, voter suppression starts. Um, Hatred towards the other starts. And it just perpetuates this idea that this property is now starting to look more like a human. And it's never been something that was gradually, you know, over time, the idea of it was gradually over time accepted by white people. They just gotten craftier with, with hiding their disdain for the fact that America's starting to move into a direction of equity. And, uh... Joe Biden is the first person, the first president to ever say, black people put me here. Black people put me here. And I acknowledge that. And they've always put me where I needed to be. They've put, they've always put me where I needed to be. And you guys get shat on all the time. (laughs) Okay. And I'm going to make sure that because you put me here, you're going to be forward you're going to be the first piece in my mind. Okay. Other than COVID, the the first bill he signed was about COVID. The second was about racial equity. Okay. He goes this, you guys are forward mind. Okay. You guys are, are, you're who I want to make sure gets some equity out of this deal, out of this American deal. Right. First president to ever do that. First president to ever acknowledge that any type of help that the government gives to people, black people and brown people are usually the last ones to get it. And when they do, they're trying to catch up as opposed to it being a benefit to them. Any help that the government has ever given anyone has never been a complete benefit to African-Americans because because of the system and the systemic racism, we've never gotten it quickly and we've never gotten it when we needed it. And it's always put us behind. He's the first president to ever say that. 
Okay? And that's a big deal. Because it's not just about black people. It's about all ethnic groups. All others compared to white. Joe Biden also is one of the very few presidents of the United States to take full responsibility of the country as it is with the promise to make it better. Think about it. Um, George W. Bush inherited um, a surplus economy and left it as a deficit. Never apologized for it. Barack Obama accepted the fact that there was a economic crisis. He bailed out the big banks and the big corporations. Um, and he knew the task that he was taking. He accepted it. But he never he never acknowledged that he's a contributor to it. Joseph Biden is taking on responsibility of fixing the nation, but also taking responsibility for having made it the way it is. He is. Joseph Biden is the first person to have been accused. And and, and think about why people, women were coming out and saying that Joe Biden was making them uncomfortable and all that jazz, right? Imagine why that's pretty much fallen off of the edge of the flat earth is because Joe Biden... And look this up, people. Joe Biden went on national television. And when he was, when this was brought to his attention, he said, I've loved two women in my life. Okay. I love the wife that I lost in a tragedy. And I love Jill, his wife now. And they've been together for like 37 years or something like that. He says, those are the two loves of my life. If I've given any impression to any woman or man, any impression of any type of sexual advance or any type of discomfort, I am truly wholeheartedly sorry, but there's only one woman for me. Okay. All the rest of you, I'm sorry for making you uncomfortable, but my intention was to never approach you in that manner or in that way or with, with that in mind. I'm a very handsy dude. I'm a very emotional man. I, I, you know, I, and and you can look throughout his whole career. He kisses the hand of men. He hugs men. He kisses their foreheads. He, he's very handsy dude. So that fell short, but he's the first president in the United States to ever acknowledge that. Yeah, man, I might've been a little weird. Okay. I'm sorry, but I'm a weird guy. I'm a very handsy dude. I'm sorry, but that was not my intention to try to assault you in any manner, way, shape, or form. And I mean, you just have to look at him as a human being and see that he is the best human being that we are, we have elected to public office. He is a phenomenal human. And Joseph Biden is already the greatest president because he is going into office fully aware of the problems we face as a country, fully aware of the racial inequity that we have in this country, fully aware of the incompetency of the previous administration and it has acknowledged it. You could not ha- you could not force Barack Obama to say that George W. Bush was the problem. You know what I mean? 
he may have alluded to it, but he's he's too much of a politician. He's a fantastic politician. He's a he's a great speaker and he chooses his words very carefully. The fact that Joe Biden is 78 years old and he to a certain extent chooses his words, but it's the what he says is what he means. He's a very plain spoken guy and that's what you kind of need nowadays. It's almost like what people tout as the best part of Trump, but in a more dignified and more honorable in a more you know, conscientious kind of way. He said yesterday that if anybody disrespects or he gets word of anybody in his administration disrespecting anyone, they will be fired on the spot. No questions asked. Nobody disrespects anybody. Everyone deserves dignity and respect. Can you imagine how starkly different that is from the previous administration? Joseph Biden is the best president we have ever had. And with God's grace, he will serve a full term and we will see proofs in the pudding. We will see how and why he is, why he was chosen to take office at this moment, at this time, because he is exactly what the nation needs. So the next episode is going to be about what the future is going to look like and what the future of the nation is going to look like. Um, and shoot, I would say that, um, I can look ahead all the way till 2024. Um, which we're all, they're all predictions. Okay. This is nothing set in stone here, but, um, I have a pretty good idea what 2021 is going to look like what 2022 is going to look like and what 2024 is going to look like. And that that's going to be our show for today. I appreciate you all tuning in to full stop. Remember, go to karmacomics.org in order to get your ideas consoled and created. Um, thank you all for tuning in and uh, we'll see you next time on full stop. <laughs>